Live from Casa del Rio in Nashville, Tennessee, just down the river from the Grand Ole Opry, it's the Dreamer's Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. Grab a seat, grab a drink, saddle up, and let's take a ride down this Dreamer's Road. Vamanos, y'all. Hola, mis amigos. Bienvenidos, and welcome to the Dreamer's Road. My name is Stephanie Urbina-Jones. And I am so excited about tonight. I don't know about y'all, but we had a wonderful Thanksgiving here in Nashville. It was a great excuse to watch lots of movies, watch uh, light lots of fires and Zoom with a lot of my family and friends. And I have a lot to be grateful about, especially about tonight. I have a special guest that I can't wait to introduce to you all and do an interview and share some of her magic and some of the road of her dreamers road that brought her to us tonight. We're also gonna be taking you over to our little honky tonk mariachi cantina and be introducing you to one of my favorite mariachis, uh, Juan Diego Sandoval, and we're going to be getting you into the Christmas spirit. Well, as you probably all know and can understand, ever since I was a little girl growing up in San Antonio, Texas, it was the sound of country music and mariachi that set my, my heart on fire. Uh, those backyard barbecues, listening to the classic country songs and the mariachis rehearsing right there in my abuelito's neighborhood are the sounds that made me the dreamer that I am today. So of course, I had to write and record my own honky-tonk mariachi Christmas song. I want to share that with you tonight. And this is a song that I wrote with my friend and co-writer, Mark Marchetti. We hope this gets you into the Christmas spirit and enjoying a very mariachi Christmas.
<laughs> I hope that's getting you in the spirit of Christmas, y'all. Uh, I'm, again, so excited about tonight. You're seeing there with a very mariachi Christmas, part of my dreamers row, the little dreams that were in my heart that came true. One of my great passions in life is talking to other dreamers and asking them about the twists and turns, the crash and burns, the faith, faith that paved the way for them to find their dreamers road. I'm so honored, so deeply honored tonight to introduce y'all to a very special lady, Miss Carlene Carter. Carlene Carter has always had pure country music pedigree, but she added a rock edge all her own and smashed the genre barrier while she was at it. Long before the Taylor Swifts, Miranda Lamberts, and Brandi Carlisle's, Carlene Carter set the standard for today's independent, self-empowered, and irrepressible female country artist. And she did so when country music, as Barbara Mandrell sang in 1981, Country Music Association Single of the Year wasn't cool. She's a proud part of the first family of country music, understandably considered the most influential group in country music history. The daughter of 1950s and 60s country crooner, honky-tonker Carl Smith and the Carter family's June Carter Cash and stepdaughter of Johnny Cash. Her sixth and biggest album, I Fell in Love, was debuted and in the 90s, Carlene was certainly the high energy, rockingest country chick in the universe. Her words, not to mention the token female opening act of such arena country artists as Merle Haggard, Clint Black, Dwight Yoakam, and Hank Williams Jr. My Dreamers Road met her somewhere down in Austin when I was rocking out in college to this song, Every Little Thing. Take a look, you guys.
It is my deep honor and pleasure to make welcome to the Dreamers Road, Miss Carlene Carter. Hi. Hey, Carlene. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I was. I'm so. I love this song. I loved your song. I couldn't hear it very good because I didn't want to touch the screen. I was afraid I'd mess everything up. <laughs> We're learning about technology, aren't we? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think we should like a tag team each other whenever we have to do something. I'll come over and help you. You come over and help me. <laughs> I, think, I think we should. I could let you borrow my husband at least. Oh, okay. We just found out, you guys, that Carlene and I are in the same neighborhood. And so we can share sugar and our flour if we need to or yeah, uh, if i need a guy to do something i'll just call that's, right. that's right you can just, that's right you can just text me okay it is such an honor i i have to be honest with you and say i'm a fan i really am you know i just as an artist you know there weren't a lot of women coming out there was fiery and independent and passionate and fun and joyful you know coming from texas i felt like you were who we were who we are you know and it's just such an honor to to know you and to have you here tonight thank you stephanie i really appreciate that uh yeah i played a lot of the honky tonks down in texas when i first came out and i played to the everyone dancing in the circle you know like going around and they passed by me and and I was trying to like uh, get it, keep everybody happy and dancing because that's what music was to me. As I, it's all about feeling something, you know. Yeah. For me, I really I hear up, up tempo music or a beat or anything, and I just can't keep my body from moving. God, it's got to happen. Well, we we loved you then, and and we loved you now, and I'm so honored. I really want to ask you about your dream road and. The first thing, you know, everybody knows about the legendary family that you come from. And obviously yeah. in your blood, in your roots. But I want to know, I really want to know about the little dreamer, Carlene. You, the that part of you, when did you know? When were you like, oh my gosh, I have well, to take this long. I had the dream when I was really young because I would stand, I I got to travel a lot with Mother Maybelle and the Scene and Carter sisters. Wow. And, um, you know, I remember, I we especially in the summertime, they'd play the fair circuit, and we'd get to go, me and my little sister. And, but I'd stand on the side of the stage, and, and Mom would say, stay right there. And Rosie might take a nap in Anita's base, upright bass case, you know, because she was <laughs> a lot younger. And keeping me off of the stage was kind of hard in the beginning because I – I felt so comfortable seeing everyone I loved on stage that I just thought it was the most normal thing to just walk out there and go, can I talk on that? And I would at the microphone. And I knew in my heart though, as time went on that I wanted to do that when I grew up, I wanted to be a Carter girl. And, um, I, and, and the thing about it was, is my mom was really so encouraging in all aspects of it. And so as my aunts were and my, and my grandmother, um, they were all, I'd ask questions, I'd pick up anything and they would show me. My Aunt Helen spent a lot of time with me making up songs. Like she'd say, come over, get the kids off to school. You know, I was still a teenager. Get get Tiffany off to school and come on over and we'll make up a song. And we wrote so many songs, I couldn't even tell you half of the titles. So. But I, I learned a lot. And so that was the beginning of my dreams is like, I wanted to do that. 
the thing about it was I didn't really understand that uh, what who who they were. You know what I mean? Like who they right. were to so many people, right. and particularly my grandmother. I knew my mom was um, she was the lady that the, the only mother in my elementary school that would come and play banjo and do all her comedy routine for my class. And I would be like in second Aww. grade. There's my mom on a stool, and she's doing all of her zany, you know, Opry bits. And uh, and I would cringe, but at the <laughs> same time, I was like so proud of my mom because she was funny and she was beautiful, and she never met a stranger. And I like to feel like I got to I got some of that rubbed off on me because my favorite thing to do after performing is get to meet people that come to the shows. And it's always been that way for me. I've always loved to hang out and I'm usually the last person at the venue. They're closing the doors and I'm like going, well, wait a minute, I got to pack my stuff. Hold on. Cause I'll spend so much time with the fans, but I've had a lot of my dreams come true. And, uh, I got to play the Houston Astrodome in 1990. Whoa. It was Whoa. a group of us. Like Marty Stewart was on it. It was right when Hillbilly Rock came out and I had, I fell in love. And uh, uh, Mark Chestnut and let's see, Mark Colley. There was some marks there. But I remember <laughs> they rode us around the whole Astrodome, uh, the around in a circle in the back of a pickup truck. And, and I was like, whoa, you know. That's why, I mean, that was, that was really something for me. Yeah. Well, you're like reading my mind and my heart because that was my, my next question. I really wanted to know. It's like, so you as a little girl, it's almost like the dream was just in you. This was just your destiny without question. What were those moments? And certainly that was one. What are other moments that you were like, wow, this is it. I am living the dream. Well, I tell you that the moment that was very pivotal for me is that I um, I idolized a woman named Tracy Nelson. I thought that she just was the best on the planet. And I had gone down to the exit inn in Nashville. I think I was uh, 17 or 18. And I auditioned to do a writer's night there. And she happened to come that to that show. And then she invited me to come see her play. And I went, boy, I want to do that. I want to have long hair like Tracy Nelson and sit at a piano and sing. And that that came to be. She gave me my very first job on the road with opening for somebody in clubs. And uh, she didn't pay me any money, but she gave me a room to stay in. And I had a free ride and I always got fed. So it was a wonderful way to cut my teeth as a solo artist, as a senior songwriter. Uh, but the big one really happened when I met Susanna Clark and Guy Clark, mm. Rodney Crowell, Emmy Lou Harris, because Susanna and I had met and become fast friends and uh, wrote a song together called Easy From Now On. Mm. And Susanna calls me one day. She said, you got to get down to the studio. Emmy Lou just got here and I hadn't met her yet. And she said, I need you to play this song that we wrote because I don't know how it goes. And I was like, OK. So I'm dying. I'm going down there. And I remember Emmy was like sitting down and I'm standing up with my guitar and I'm looking kind of down at Emmy and she's listening to my song. And I, I have no idea how, how it sounded or anything. <laughs> as soon as I was done, she goes, I'm going to cut that. And I, my heart just went, Whoa! and you know, and it's, it's so amazing that I, whenever I get to be with her on any kind of, um, anything that we might happen to be on the same tour or play a show together or something. I always am so honored 
to be able to tell people that she really got my star and got me helped me get my record deal without even knowing it um her management picked me up as a client and took me off to england i, I never dreamed that i'd go to england and have a rock band in england playing country music but they saw something in me that wasn't that was trying to be squished a little bit in nashville they just weren't quite ready for the shorty skirts the fishnets or, um and just the attitude that i kind of had so I spent my first five albums pretty much, I did all of them in London. And well, the second one I did mostly in New York City at the power station. But I was playing, uh, trying, they were trying to pitch me as country and rock. So those were, you know, that was a, that was my dream happened. I, I got to work with Amy Lou and have done over the years for over 40 years. So that was a, a good dream that came to what, what an amazing moment. I mean, I just, and I, I, I was surprised I wasn't expecting it to be from a songwriter's point of view, but of course this all starts with the song. Absolutely. Um, and then what was it like? Because I do feel like, you know, there was like this electric moment that you brought to country music, you know, obviously you've been creating this and, and, you know, brewing this in your heart and in your life and who you were, you were, but that moment when that, that record came out, it just felt like, magic lightning you well, know? The, the thing was is that um when i was a kid i also was very influenced by broadway i love broadway musicals comedic broadway musicals mm -hmm. and so i always envisioned myself as being a dancer and a singer and an entertainer and all of these things and when i had finished my fifth album in london i knew that i needed to get back to my roots i needed to get back to just writing songs that i that were real not ditties, not things that, you know, getting, just getting back to it. So I, I was in a play called uh, Hump Boys and Dinettes in the West End of London, and it gave me a nice, refreshing course back into country music. And then I warmed my way, after doing that for a year, I warmed my way back into the Carter family. I was like, you guys really need me on the road. I know you do. <laughs> so I worked with them for two years. I got all soaked up my family music and got to sing with my aunts and my mom every night and John and it was it was a wonderful time because I had left home really young and at this point in time I was in my late 20s and I thought I just well I was in my early yeah I was in my late 20s and I thought I just need to be with my family and it was the most wonderful thing I sang Jackson with John. So that's like a dreamer's dream, right? Wow, there. Yeah. Mom, mom couldn't make a tour one time and he called me and said, Will you come on the road? But Sparkle. That's what he called me, Sparkle. 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 Uh, will you come on the road and do June's parts? And I was like, Yeah. You know? So I got to do all that. So when I did quit that job, which was the hardest job I ever stopped doing, mm. was it, because I was ready to. I had an idea and the idea turned out to be the album I fell in love. And uh, really all I did differently from what was going on in me emotionally and in, in my dream, I see everything as a video. Every song is a video to me. As I went back to Warner Brothers and uh, I 
I played some songs to Lenny Warnocker in L.A., mainly because my publicist there, Bob Merlis, said, you should just go down the hall and play this to Lenny. And I took my little cassette down there and did it. He was kidding, but I just actually went and did it. And so they sent me back to Nashville and, and they re-signed me. And I said, I'm country now. That's all I did different. I said, I'm country now. And it, and it was and it was the moment, perfect moment in time. I mean, like divine right timing for that. Yeah, it well, was I, really good. I all the way down in small town Texas. Yeah. <laughs> feeling your music. And oh, I used to always love it when I'd look at the itinerary and there's me San Antonio. I'd be okay, here we go. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. We love it. Well, so here's a question. What was your favorite song you ever recorded? Oh, wow. Um, gosh, let me think about this. Well, that's kind of hard to know because I do like a lot of them, but there are some that are personally very emotionally attached to uh, is a song that I wrote uh, for my mom for when she passed away mm. and uh, and for John too. And, and it was just like, it was the most healing song I'd ever written as far mm -hmm. as like getting me over the hump of grief. And I was able after that to sing with joy instead mm -hmm. of singing with sadness and missing them so badly. But I wrote a song called Lonesome Valley 2003 and I borrowed the, the, the structure kind of uh, on the course of the old song Lonesome Valley that the Carter family used to do. Everybody's got to walk that lonesome valley. And mine was just a bit different. I, yeah, Carlene, Carlene did a bit on the piano. And so that song is, it, I, it took me a while to be able to get through it all the time without kind of having a moment. Uh, but I, I look at it like I'm singing to them and it feels great. And so I've used a lot of songwriting for therapy. Um, but like I said, too, it's like I love making videos and I haven't got to make one in a real long time. Uh, because uh, every song I write, there's a video in my head. Mm -hmm. And so I honestly think that I should just be writing treatments for all of the, the new young chicks that are out there. I just be writing their treatments. A similar <laughs> song, I'll write the treatment and uh, we'll get some good videos made here. How about writing those songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that story and it means a lot to me because, um, you know, girlfriend to girlfriend. It was my abuelita when my little Mexican grandmother passed from this world to the next that she was kind of walking between the worlds and kind of put a mission on my heart for what was mine to do. Yes. And that I wrote and I close every show with adios mis amigos and that I recorded that started everything for me. And it's that connection. Yeah. And I, I love how that I love the story that that song kind of was your medicine. The music was your medicine to get the you. One, one comes along, I think, every 10 years. One comes along that you can be really proud of. And when you get it's my age, it's like 45 years of doing this and writing songs. It's, it's amazing. Um, but I wrote a song called Me and the Wildwood Rose, which is about my grandmother passing. I ended up recording it again because everyone that was in the song represented in the song had already passed away except for me. So it was uh, a whole other thing. And that song, I, I really just like told a story and it, I, I think I should make a video for that. <laughs> yes. yes. They must be, they must be dancing in heaven. And so um, proud of you. Um, I hope so. 
I, I can only imagine. Well, that kind of brings me to another question. I, I was thinking about this, like, you know, we all have our culture that we were raised by that made us and then we make, mix it up and into our own menudo of songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's soup, by the way. And I know what menudo is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, for me, there was like these, we'd be having barbacoa and tamales and enchiladas, pollo con arroz, and everybody would be listening to country music, but also these sounds of mariachi from Mexico. And, and we'd be in the kitchen, you know, this, the, the culture, the sounds, the beats, you know, the laughter. And so all, it's all revolved around food, family, yeah. church, fish fries on Sunday afternoons, uh, sitting around and playing guitars with everyone practicing or not practicing, just playing a new song. It was always, it was, it was a really warm and wonderful way to grow up and uh, very down to earth. Those Carter women uh, were badass women, but they also were uh, very down to earth. Like my grandma and granddaddy always had a huge garden. Grandma taught me how to can and how to put up a garden, how to grow a garden. Mom did too and it was like we always had that stuff uh, you know i went to farming once they asked me if i ever had any experience with farming i said well does filling a deep freeze with food count or you know <laughs> yeah, yeah it does so there was always music everywhere it wasn't just on the stage or on the bus it was in the kitchen it was in the living room was everybody always playing singing along no, there was there were other times where it was there, there that would happen, and usually like if, after a dinner or something, we'd sit around and, and everyone would pass the guitar. And we had this thing after Mom married John, they started having a lot of parties with a lot of different kind of people coming that had not necessarily come to our house in Madison when Mom and me and Rosie lived down on Due West. Um, but uh, it it turned into like a thing. And so when I first started writing songs, it was like, I wanted to make sure that I had a good new song for the next party because it, they would go around the circle and whether you could sing or play or tell a joke, you had to do something. You hadn't, you had to do something. It didn't matter what it was. Uh, you just had to tell a story or so, somebody, they call it sing for your supper. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, my last question for you today, Carlene, is do you have any advice for dreamers? Any of any of dreamers of any kind, you know, that oh. have a dream in their heart? What would you share? Don't with them? be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to dream as big as you want to. And just it, you know, some people have told me that are famous have said, oh, I'm so scared I'm going to lose it. Now that I'm at the top, I'm going to lose it. I just said, I don't want to make it. I just want to keep making my way that way. I just want to keep following the path. If I make it, then where am I going to go? Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's not yeah. really about the making it aspect of things. Um, so I, th that's my theory on it. Uh, but it all starts with a song, find a good song. And if you don't, if you don't write songs, I bet you can figure out how because I didn't know how, and I started trying, and I tried all different ways of doing it, and finally one day I wrote a good song. And um, just don't, try not to be scared and be yourself. Always be authentic. Don't try mimic anybody else. These are my rules that I live by, and 
every time I have tried to conform to something for radio or for a label or whatever, I've, it's been a complete catastrophe because I'm a pretty good actress, but I cannot act like anybody but me. You know, I, I don't want to. And it's like, I love, you know, I, I, I love where I'm at in my life because I get to carry on the legacy of the Carter family. I get to add to it with all of my music. My daughter is doing the same thing. Uh, my brother, uh, John Carter Cash, and his kids are doing it. And it's like, this is important. And this is what we were charged with as kids was to carry on the legacy and keep the music alive. And I, I just, you know, I don't know what I would have done in my life. Uh, it would have had something to do with music. I studied classical piano so I could be a piano teacher just in case I didn't get a record deal. Three months before I was going to get my my Bachelor of Arts degree from Belmont, I got a record deal. And I said, bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Well, Carlene, it has been on an honor and a pleasure to have you and to meet you and talk to you. And I, I look forward to seeing you in, in the neighborhood, down the street. Yeah, we'll yeah. go to the Peace Country Cocktail Lounge. And, yes, we will. Within our masks. And hang out. <laughs> right, right. And everybody, as you can see, if you want to check out uh, CarleneCarter.net and... Um, Thank you again, Carlene, for joining us on the Dreamers Road. Thank you, Stephanie, so much. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Y'all. Y'all. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, take a moment here. We are going to be sharing with you uh, the very next um, merch video. All, we're so excited about the merch that we have that just came out. We have Feliz Navidad, y'all, t-shirts and caps. Gracias, y'all, t-shirts and caps. And check out our new logos for the Honky Tonk Mariachis, you guys. We hope you're enjoying this broadcast of Dreamers Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. You can support the Dreamers Road through music and merchandise. Visit www.honkytonkmariachi.com. And we're back. Well, you guys, we're excited. We have a new fun thing that we've added to the Dreamers Road called Honky Tonk Trivia. And in honor of Ms. Carlene Carter and the Carter family, we're going to be asking all of you out there some of these questions. We're gonna ask you to share on Facebook your answers and whoever wins the first question wins a Stephanie Urbina Jones Feliz Navidad Y'all CD, which we'll get in the mail to you. So here's the question, you guys. Very first question. What was June Carter Cash's first name and what state was she born in? Was it A, June Carter Cash was born Kathleen June Carter in El Paso, Texas? Was it B, June Carter Cash was born Valerie June Carter in Macy Springs, Virginia? Was it C, June Carter Cash was born Mary June Carter in Charlotte, North Carolina? 
Or D, was it June Carter Cash born Annabelle June Carter in Paris, Tennessee? Well, I hope you're thinking about it. I'm gonna make up a little sound here. Let's go through these answers again. Was it A, June Carter Cash was born Kathleen June Carter in El Paso, Texas? Was it B, June Carter Cash born Valerie June Carter in Macy Spring, Virginia? C, was June Carter Cash born Mary June Carter in Charlotte, North Carolina? Or D, was June Carter Cash born Annabelle June Carter in Paris, Tennessee? I hope you guys are writing in your answers there on Facebook. Mike, do we have any answers yet? Anybody? Allison Auerbach, you are right. June Carter Cash's name was Valerie June Carter, and she was born in Macy's, Virginia, Macy Springs, Virginia. And you win a Feliz Navidad CD. Be sure, and we will PM you and get that in the mail to you. We have one more question on the honky tonk mariachi. Here we go. Where did Carlene Carter record her first album and with what band? Was it A, in Germany with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Was it B, in the US with Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats? Was it C, in Mexico with the Rolling Stones? Or was it D, London, in Graham Parker's backing band, The Rumor? Once again, we're gonna ask you guys, here, here's the questions, here's the answers. Was it in D, London with Graham Parker's backing band, The Rumor? Was it C, Mexico with the Rolling Stones? Was it B, in the US with Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats? Was it A, in Germany with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? What do you think it is? If you were listening to that interview, that amazing interview with Carlene Carter, she might have given up a clue to it. Mike, do we have anyone? Terry Williams says D. It was, Mike, do you want to show the answer? Terry Williams, you are right. It was in London with Graham Parker's backing band, The Rumor. We're so excited, Terry. We're going to be sending you a Feliz Navidad Honky Tonk Mariachi CD. Thank you all for joining us. Well, we're excited to be sharing another new part of our show tonight. As I mentioned, one of my favorite things since I was a little girl are mariachis. And I've had the great pleasure of meeting one of my favorite people in the world, Juan Diego Sandoval. Juan Diego Sandoval happened to come over to my house, Casa del Rio, not too long ago. And we created a little honky tonk Mariachi Cantina right here in my house. This is a little Feliz Navidad, y'all, to get you in the Christmas spirit. Hola, mis amigos. Hola, hola, ¿qué 
tal? Bienvenidos Ay. and welcome to Honky Tonk Mariachi Cantina. Sí, señor. Oh, it's Christmas time, y'all. We are here to get you in the Christmas spirit in our little cantina. Yes, to get And so anyway, this is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I love it. I still remember this. You can just hear his voice, Jose Feliciano, with oh. this song. But we are going to do our own honky-tonk mariachi cantina version of... Si, sí, señor. Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Navidad. Si, sí, señor. Y se... <laughs> Un, dos, tres, y... Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad, oh, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. We're wishing you and yours a wonderful couple of weeks, you guys. We'll be seeing you two weeks down the road on the Dreamers Road. Please be sure, like, share, subscribe, and check us out. Everything honkytonkmariachi.com. My name is Stephanie Urbina Jones. I'm grateful to be here with y'all with the Honky Tonk Mariachis. Feliz Navidad, y'all. We'll see you next time. grandmother was passing from this world to the next. She took my hand. She was talking to my grandfather on the other side, and she was talking to me. And she said, Mija, 
we're going to be making country music with chili peppers. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to live this dream. Muchísimas gracias, y'all. Thank you for watching The Dreamer's Road with Stephanie Urbina-Jones and the Honky Tonk Mariachi. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and by everything at honkytonkmariachi.com. Remember, above all, some dreams are worth dreaming a lifetime to live. Muchísimas gracias. Adios, mis amigos.